Welcome, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast podcast. As you know, I call it a belief cast because I'm passionate about belief systems because belief dictates behavior. And when you change your belief, your behavior changes automatically. We've had some amazing guests on. I want to thank all of you for your support. Uh, it's been more expansive than I ever thought of, and I'm so grateful for that. And uh, we've had, like I said, we've had some amazing guests, and uh, this is no different. I have uh, an amazing guest today. His name's Travis Lopez, one of the greatest individuals I've ever met. I can't wait for you guys to get to know him a little bit better. This is going to be an amazing podcast. Make sure you share this with anyone and everyone that you know, because they will be inspired. And so here we go. Welcome, Travis Lopez. Hello, guys. Yeah. Glad to be here. <laughs> thanks for joining. We're no uh, it's bright and early, so thanks for, yes. for getting here early today. I love early. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's an early bird, too. We both get up way early. Yeah. And, uh, but I've known Travis for, what has it been, four years now? Yeah. Going on four, going yeah. four years. Yeah. 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 Um, when I first met Travis, uh, this wasn't the Travis that I met. <laughs> yeah. Right? Give or take a few pounds, too. Yeah. I think yeah. I was 145 when I came in here. Yeah. Um, Travis is a recovered uh, drug addict, and uh, he's got quite the story. But before we get into the kind of the meat of your story, I want to just, you know, give people a little background on you. Like, tell us where you grew up, a little bit about your family, things like that. Yeah. So I grew up here in Utah, Murray, actually. Um, did you go to Murray High School? I did go to Murray High School. Really? I didn't know until that. I, until I got kicked out. <laughs> but that's, you know, I mean, that that's kind of where I started. My my life was spiraling down probably about my sophomore year. Um, so you grew up in Murray. Did, yeah. When you got kicked out, did you go to Valley? I went to uh, Creekside. Creekside, yeah, okay. I, so. Creekside, for yeah. those of you who have ever been there, I'm sure there's a few there's listeners who have been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not non-existent anymore, but yeah. yeah. But it was it was actually a great alternative school. Okay. So, so grew up in Murray. Um, tell us a little bit about your family dynamics. Uh, family, yeah, family's great. I have two brothers, and then I have three half-sisters. But I'm only in contact with one of them. Okay. So um, one of the sisters. One of the sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and she's she's awesome. Her name's Gina, but she's great. Okay. Um, and my my childhood was was pretty pretty awesome. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people say that, but mine was. My my family was always there for me. You know, my dad got us into sports. Okay. He, um, my mom always supported us in whatever we did. Yeah. Um, we'd go on family vacations to Disneyland every every summer and spend spend time on the beach right. so sure. i mean it was it was great we even got i remember one road trip we went up to uh canada for the world's fair and that's when i was like five but it's pretty awesome yeah so, i bet it was yeah, it was great very cool so, so you played sports and I what did. else were you involved with basketball up basketball well, i started with soccer and then it went to basketball t-ball baseball and then uh -huh. football cool and then when i got a little older it was it started Mixing in with martial arts too. Yeah, do you do kickboxing? Yeah. Was it kickboxing yeah. specifically? Kickboxing. Kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right so I, know, I yeah, loved it. Don't mess it. with Travis. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I still did daily dab in it. You know, I, I haven't. I've actually haven't been in about three months, but I, I started doing Krav Maga, but it's oh, yeah. Israeli martial arts, which is way off. Awesome. Is that what that video you showed me that yeah. one time? Where yeah. Guys are hanging from a, <laughs> with their teeth. That was more. That was a shallow but yeah, I mean, pretty much they're they're hardcore too. But yeah, yeah wow. No, but no, that's it, pretty cool. It, it helps. It it. I mean, if you're 
you're very, I guess, like motivated and, you know, you have a, like stress mm-hmm. to me, it's easier to, to go let it out somewhere in the gym right. or doing kickboxing is my way of doing it. Very cool. So. Right on. So now obviously, uh, we're going to be talking about your past and, uh, you know, Travis, you know, told me beforehand, everything's on the table. Yep. Uh, he's had quite the colorful past and, uh. You know, truly, I think you're a walking miracle. You know, me knowing your story, and we've worked together, you know, and, you know, counseled together and stuff like that. I mean, I know what you've been through, and that's why I'm so excited to have you on today, because this story is phenomenal. Um, Not not because of, you know, we're not glorifying his past whatsoever, but to be able to hear about where he was and where you are today is truly remarkable. That's the thing. Without my past, I wouldn't be where I am. Yeah. I think when when you left me, you had like forty cents to your name, <laughs> yeah. and no driver's license, and you know, no job, no yep. place to stay, and and now where you're at today, it's just phenomenal. So tell us. So obviously you got involved with some drugs and alcohol and things like that. Tell tell us yeah. the listeners how that started and why. And it, it started when yeah. I was young. Um, my so my family was was LDS, and we. We, like I said, it was kind of that picture-perfect family, and we decided to go get sealed in the LDS temple. Mm-hmm. Um, after, about a year after that happened, come to find out my dad was having an affair, and he ended up leaving my mom and us. And so that, right there, changed my whole belief system. And, right. And so what, I... What, did it, what was your belief system my, when that happened? It was, is you know, is what... Our, is anything true like you know right. is is there is there really god is you know because my dad was do what i say not what i do after that point you know okay. like is is it really worth being you know straight headed you know and, right. and basically like caring should i care anymore and i kind of just lost all that how, what, how old were you about 13 13 yeah. that's a rough age to yeah. have that happen so okay um i kind of held it together though i i mean i, I was I held it pretty good together till about, like I say, my my freshman sophomore year is when I started partying. So after my, after my dad kind of left, I I still in a sense had that mentality like I'm still gonna do good. But after that happened too, it was a lot easier for me to just have a case of screw it, I'm not gonna do it, right. you know. And and that's when I I would say ninth grade is when I started drinking, okay. and then I started smoking pot. And then it just escalated from there. I mean, I was still doing sports. I was still doing football, basketball, and I stopped right. baseball because it was just too boring for me. Right. But um, I, I ended up holding positions all the way through about my junior year. And then it, all my partying, it, it went from like pain pills to weed to drinking. And it just led up from basically ninth grade till my uh, junior year. And then that's when I stopped going to school. I didn't care. All I wanted to do was party and be the popular guy. Oh, okay. And so I lost. I lost all my everything in sports. Um, you know, even my education at Murray. And so right. I was. I was in the slums, to say the least. And you know, I. I was. I just didn't care. I had no. No ambition to do good. No ambition to prove that I was anything more than a partier. Pretty much. So, what was going through your mind at that time? Were you still like really hurt? What had happened with your family? And, I, I was. Particularly your dad. Yes, I was. Compl- yeah, because my my dad was was my hero. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he was a Vietnam vet. He always raised us. You know, I mean, he was a Marine, so he raised us to you know be 
truthful, to be, you know, a gentleman, to not let anybody push you around, mm -hmm. you know, protect your family, protect your own, and, you know, all these good morals that he, that he raised us with. And so when, like I said, when he left, it was just, I just was like, this is all BS anyways. And so I just, I just did not care anymore. Yeah. So you sound like you're really hurt. Yeah. Very hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Hurt yeah. and scared. Hurt and scared. And yeah. that typically... You know, and this happens to a lot of us when we're that young age where we are, we do get hurt for whatever reason yeah. or we're scared. And I think most of us grow up that way at times. And some of us go turn to drugs. Some other people turn to other things. But uh, you obviously got in the party scene yeah. and that just escalated. So kind of jump forward just a little bit after high school. So you got kicked out of Murray. How old were you yeah. when you got kicked out of Murray High School? I had to have been 16 when that happened. Okay. Yeah. Was it just because of grades? Yeah, I, 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 well? I dropped out for a full month, and they okay. finally they finally said no more. Okay. And then it still even took me another month to even want to go back. Um, the thing that kind of kicked me in the butt was my mom. Um, I, I didn't notice all the pain and all the hurt she was going through. Because mm -hmm. I was selfish, I was stuck on me, poor me, and so yeah. what? What you know? My mom wanted me to go to Creekside. She's like, at least get in school, at least finish school. Right. You need to do this, and I was just like, whatever. No, I'm not gonna do it. You know, what's the point? And it took her to come down and try and wake me up one morning, and she was just bawling, just crying, and at that point, it was I finally saw like, you know, I'm not the only one who's hurting. Right. So I finally, I was like, all right, fine. I was like, so I got up and I went and I registered at Creekside. And then I finished out Creekside, but I actually didn't graduate. I, okay. um, yeah, I, I came close. I think I was two credits shy, but I, I felt like I put in all this work to graduate and I was still short. And I, again, I, I just didn't care because I was still smoking. Yeah, I was still smoking pot. I was still drinking, but I was at least doing my responsibilities to that point gotcha. and so i kind of felt like you know what, what's the point you know i put in all this work and i still so didn't graduate were you hurt again Is i was felt hurt about yeah. okay so so that happens and then let's kind of jump forward just then, a little bit further um so after that i got a i got a job um i actually held this job for about eight years and um i ended up meeting my wife my ex-wife and Basically, when I start, when I met her, I don't know what it was, but that's when we started getting into harder drugs, like like what like pain pills and then coke. So and, you're doing them together, right? And I mean, even through high school, I would I would dab in you know uh, ecstasy, uh, acid, mushrooms, and so when I when I kind of met her and she was open to the idea of experimenting, it right. made it that much easier to use, right? Because now I had somebody that was by my side and we could go out and party and have a good time. And I want to feel guilty about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then that, so like I said, I was married for, I, I got with her probably when I was about 20, 21 years old. We were together for four years and then married for four. So we were together for about eight years, basically married for eight years. Okay. But during that time, her and I were using heavily together. Um, it was it was mainly pain pills and then and coke as much as we could get up. Right. And so, we when we started noticing our spiral down. I mean, we we were doing great. Granted, we were partying, but I ended up buying a house with her. You know, we we did everything we did. I was still working. I I was what you call a functional drug addict. 
<laughs> so if there's a such yeah. a thing, yeah. kind of an At least oxymoron, that's what you right? told yourself. Yeah, right. Right. So, <laughs> so we, we ended up buying a house and I mean, things just kept getting worse, obviously. So we thought we could run from our problems. Um, we ended up moving up to Montana because there was property up there that we were able to take care of and live up there for free. Plus I found a better job. Um, so we thought we could leave everything behind and go up there and live a better clean life. Right. And it doesn't work. It didn't work yeah. at all. I mean, it, if, if you're, if you're addicted to something and in that state you love it, you're going to find it no matter what. Right. You know, it's your, your motivation is yeah. to... So yeah. you guys obviously were very unhealthy with each other. Yes, our, our um, relation. I mean, she didn't trust me. You know, I didn't trust her. Um, yeah, I was just we. The only time we were ever good together is you know when I went on the road because I, I my job allowed me to travel. So when I was gone and I came back, it was always good. Right. Plus, we were always good when we were using. But if we didn't have that, we we were at each other's throats all the time. Right. So. And that lasted for eight, eight years. years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you ended up getting a divorce, right? Yeah. I, and, and again, were you still up in Montana? I was. This time? Yeah. Okay. And again, um, so <clears throat> I ended up losing my job up there because of the recession. And as soon as I got a divorce, I was working anywhere from two to three jobs just to make ends meet. And so after the divorce, it was easy for me to run again. And so I was like, well, then I'm just going to come back home, you know, leave it all behind and have a new life. And so I did. I left. I came back home and instantly found a job. But I also found all my old friends I was partying with. Yeah. And because of everything that with my dad, with my not graduate, I mean, everything piled up, losing, you know, everything, my, my wife, I, I really just didn't care at that point. Like yeah. everything was off the table. Yeah. And so I started doing harder drugs. You know, just, pills were more expensive than heroin. So I was like, well, why not get heroin? Yeah. And I told myself I'll only smoke it. Yeah. Well, that lasted a couple months, and then I started shooting up. Yeah. And I started dealing with meth and coke and crack and everything else you could think of. Yeah, so I want to get more into that, too, in a second. But let's jump back just a little bit, Travis. So you've been going through your life up to this point, and you've had some hardships and some really things that kind of turned your world upside down. Can you give us maybe some specific beliefs that you had that were holding you back? I mean... Obviously, you were hurt and you were scared, and, and and I get that, but let's maybe get more into maybe some specific beliefs you had about you and the world that were really kind of holding you back. One of my beliefs was life's not fair. Um, I you know that I was a piece of shit. So what you're saying though actually is life should be fair. Right. Life. Should you had be a belief fair. that life, life should, should be, be fair. fair. Yeah. And now and, it's not. And that I put you know I put in what I thought I put in what you know I was a good person. Right. And I and you're right that life should be fair and it's not. Mm -hmm. Um I would say I just um I don't know what else like Well, typically when when someone at your age at 13, you know, when a par when parents get divorced, whether you say it verbally or not, subconsciously a lot of times too, the 13-year-old thinks it's your fault or, you know, why oh, wasn't absolutely. I good enough or something. Yeah. You know, wasn't I not good enough for dad to hang around kind of thing? Absolutely. You felt like that might have been a... Yes. Even even when I got older, yes. Yeah. Um, especially after my divorce as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I I wasn't good enough for anything. Yeah. And I was a failure. Right. You know, I fell out of school. I, you know, I fell out of sports. I fell out of everything. Yeah. You know, and I want the listeners to know this, that 
I know it sounds real simplistic as we're talking about this. You know, Travis had this belief he wasn't good enough. You know, uh, life should be fair. You know, kind of the poor me victim attitude that comes from that. But that literally, you know, dictated his behavior. Absolutely. You know, he, he just said, screw this. You know, I don't care anymore and started doing drugs. And so you can, can, you can see how your beliefs really were related to oh, your behavior. They run your life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> So you get to the point where you're slamming heroin now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you probably never saw that coming. No, not at all. I, I always told myself when I was, I would never, I would, first of all, I'd never do drugs. But then when I was doing drugs, that I would never shoot anything up ever. Right. Yeah. And, it just kind of shows how, yeah. you know, you get to that low point in your life and you get to the point where you just don't care anymore. Exactly. So how long were you slamming heroin? How, how long did this go for? Lasted probably two and a half years. Wow. You know, it, it always fascinates me when I hear people like you and others that mm. have been on this podcast who have slammed heroin and, and you didn't die. Yeah, right. I know. No, I agree. <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? And, Did you ever and overdose? I was, no. And, I, and that's, I, I don't know how, honestly, because I would slam heroin and meth at the same time. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. And I mean, before, and even I was still taking pills anytime I got them. Like right. benzos too. Like, I mean, it, it didn't matter. I was, I was doing whatever I could. To numb myself. Yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But I am too. I mean, the, the things I read about today, I, I can't thank God enough that I am clean and sober. Yeah. Because of how bad, how bad it is. You know, I had a lady once, uh, I was doing a um, speaking event and, you know, I get to the end and I'm doing a Q&A and uh, this lady stands up in the very back and she's crying. Yeah. And she, her, here's her question. I mean, there's like 500 people there and she says... How come you lived, Todd, and my son died? Like, yeah, and here I am standing up there. Everyone's staring at me, and I'm like, in my head, I'm going, how do I answer this? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, what do I say? And, and I finally, what I said was, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I made it, and he didn't. But you know what? I am here, and, and I have, I really believe I have an obligation to give back. Absolutely. And so I know, and, and the reason why I bring this up is because yeah. I know that's how you feel. Yes. I mean, yeah. you should should not be here. Right. No, you know, at all. Should be dead yeah. or in prison. Yes. Or, yeah, locked and, up. And, uh, but here you are, you're, I really believe that life happens for us. Yes. You know, and I think we make it through these trials, luckily at times. Yeah. And and now because of that that happened for us yeah. that now now we can get back and help others exactly there's a reason for it for sure yeah yeah so I really believe you're here for a purpose I do too you know that kind of thing and so so let's let's get up to the point where you and I met okay so it's <laughs> kind of funny uh, but uh, so yeah let's get to that point so you're yeah. slamming meth and heroin and doing in, all this stuff yeah. and, in, then, in, in and then and you of, went to jail? yeah jail in and out of jail through those two years like i mean if at least twice a month you know right. and 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 if it wasn't for the jail being overcrowded i who knows because the last time i did get locked up i was in davis county and they'll they'll hold you for having an expired tag you know right. on your on your car they're pretty strict up right there is what i've understood yeah so yeah. but it was the best thing that ever happened to me how long were you up in there I, were... the last time was about 40 days 40 which, days which was enough because you know, when I was when I was locked up, that that's when my that's when I started changing. Well, let's 
you were locked up. Let's talk. And I know you and I laugh about yeah. this a ton, but it really kind of shows where you were at. Right. Yeah, definitely. So what were what were you trying to do to get a quote unquote high in in jail? This I, is kind of I funny, but it's was, also yeah. kind of pathetic at the same time. I was sniffing coffee. Yeah. So you were <laughs> snorting up coffee snorting rounds, up right? Coffee, yeah. Yeah. Now that's when it really hit me. Because it, I was, I told myself, "What did I just do? Like, how stupid is this?" Right. And and the reason why I thought it is because I had a, I, I was, I had to detox in jail, I had to come off of everything, and I, I didn't snort that line of coffee until I was probably five days after withdrawal. So granted, I was, I was clear-headed, more clear-headed than I ever been had been mm-hmm. in, in about two and a half years. Yeah. And yet I still snorted the coffee, but I think being detox and me doing that opened up my eyes. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. If you, if you are doing this behavior in here, you're never going to quit drugs. You're never going to quit anything. Yeah. You know? And so, and so after that, I I started thinking to myself, everything I take for granted, everything, I mean, from seeing the sky, from hearing birds chirp, from being able to eat when I want, take a shower in privacy, go to the bathroom in private. You know, yeah. I mean, like everything, being able to, you know, go hiking, just everything added up to me. And I was like, what am I doing? You know, why, why am I here? Yeah. And so I, I mean, and I, I know a lot of people, they have that change in mind. You know, I, I did, I started praying to God to help me. Mm-hmm. And I believe that my, if it wasn't for that happening, I, I would have not met you. Yeah. I believe everything was lining up for me to be here at Wasatch. Yeah. So, yeah. So you, so you're, 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 you're now starting to pray to God, asking for help because yeah. you're kind of almost at that point desperate, yeah. desperate, right? Yeah. Oh, and sometimes that's where people have to get yeah. to finally go. You know what? I'm. I got to do something different. You have to fall to get up. Yeah. 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 So, so you pray. You do those things. You. So you felt like you got an answer. I did. Um, I, I'll never forget the day you came to Wasatch and you toured. Uh, I, think, I, don't, I can't remember where you were with your mom. I was, yeah. Yeah, you were yeah. with your mom. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I met you right outside this building that we're right. in now. Just, and I can't, I think Corey was the one giving you the tour. And he yeah. introduced me, hey, this is Travis and yeah. Todd. And we got to talk a little bit briefly. No, this no. is right before New Year's, if I remember yes. right. Yes, yes. You wanted to come in after New Year's. Yes, I did. <laughs> How come? Well, for one, <laughs> I just barely gotten out of jail. Right. Literally, I, I I got out right on Christmas Eve, um, and I wasn't even supposed to, which was kind of crazy. Yeah. But they released me, and I did. I wanted. I for one, I wanted to spend time with my family. But mm-hmm. the other was, you know, if I if I was gonna be here for ninety days. Yeah. I. You know, I wanted to party at least one more time. Yeah, get one last yep, one in. Exactly. I'm lucky you didn't die then, too. No. You know and, what I'm saying? And surprisingly, the only thing I did was had a glass of champagne. Okay. So but I mean, too serious. yeah, I knew what, but I yeah. mean, well, at the yeah. same point, I still made that decision. You know? Yeah. Hey, and for our listeners, just so you, you understand what we're talking about, uh, we're talking about a treatment center called Wasatch Recovery. I really believe it's not even a treatment center. It's I I call it the the greatest university on the planet. Yes, because 100%. of what? Yeah, you would agree. I mean, yeah. this guy's a product of. We have yeah. amazing therapists here, counselors. The owners, Mark and Jeff, are just head above heels of any other owners I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I'm grateful for them because they allow me to oh, yeah. share my truths to people like you, and so. 
Travis comes in and, and I start counseling with him. And, you know, one of the things about we that we do here at Wasatch is you have to sign up on my schedule and you do it on your own. Well, Travis would sign up a couple times a week, but he would come knock on my door every morning at, what was it, 6 a.m.? Yeah, 5.30, 6 in the 5.30, 6 a.m., just boom. Every time I was here, <laughs> boom, boom, there's Travis every day. And we'd come in here, we'd watch a motivational video, we'd talk about belief systems, he'd talk about his day. Everything. And what was cool, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, is I could see the light turning on in you. Yeah. Like, you know, I say this a lot, the most powerful weapon on earth is a human soul on fire. It's, you know, a quote by Ferdinand Foch that I love. It's actually yeah. on my wall right, right here. Love it. Um, and I could see that fire. Yeah. I mean, you were just so excited, and you were like, was. man, I am... This was so great that you were learning this stuff here, right? Yeah. So tell us about your experience. Like, you know, when we started meeting, when I, what, yeah, just when, from your perspective. When I first met Todd, he had um, that scene with the bumblebee. Um, yeah, it's right behind you. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the bumblebee's wings are too small for it to fly, but the bumblebee doesn't know that, so it flies. And that, <laughs> yeah, and that was my first question to Todd is, is that true? And he said, absolutely. And so, I mean, Todd just has this aura about him where you want to get to know him. And then when I did finally get to meet you, and you told me your story, it was it, you always find a way to relate to somebody. Yeah, we had a lot in yeah, common. Like basketball, you know, and, uh -huh. and just partying, loving, yeah. you know, loving, wanting to be the popular guy. I mean, that, that was me yeah. as well, yeah. you know. So, and then um, I just, I the thing I loved about you is you, the mindset that you have and the way you teach it. And because I don't think if this was AA, I would have, I would have made it. And, mm -hmm. and that's what, what I loved about you is when you threw me rational recovery, you know, mm -hmm. because. Well, and let's tell the listeners real quick, really all rational recovery is, I mean, and I don't even like to call it that anymore. It's really, it comes down to you. making a decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's you. No. The, the ultimate power that we all possess is our dignity to make a choice. And really, that's what it came down to. It and, yeah. and it's that simple. Yeah. And what was so cool about when I tell Travis this, he was just, <laughs> he was looking at me like, that's all it is? I'm like, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'll say this all the time to my clients even now. I go, do you rob banks? And they look at me like, no. Yeah. Why, why not? And they go, because it's illegal. I don't want to go to jail. And I go, because you what? Because I don't want to. Exactly. You it comes down choice. to you make a choice. Yeah, exactly. 100%. And the moment you flip that same mentality about robbing banks with never doing drugs, guess what? It's yeah. it's game over. It is. And yeah. that's what I would see in Travis. Yeah. <laughs> he would sit there and go, man, this is so simple yet yeah. so powerful, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's the thing. When people <laughs> say it can't be that easy, it is. Yeah. It, really, it truly is. Yeah. And the more you practice it, the better, the better you yeah. get at it. And what I love too, you know, just my remembering back when you were here and we were working a lot together, you know, it was, I was actually real excited. It was for me too, like Travis made me want to be better. Um, he, you know, you're the same type. Like, like if you look at this guy, he looks like this tough badass, you know, <laughs> which he is, but probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Um, and everyone who knows him would say the same thing. Like guy wouldn't hurt a flea. I mean, one of the nicest guys on the planet, but, uh, you know, I, you just have this safety about you, like you're safe. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean. I am now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you'd never know he was, you know, yeah. in jail snorting coffee yeah. grounds. 
that's what everyone says. I, I don't picture you like that when I tell them about my past. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, so tell us what beliefs that you... Now, we talked about some beliefs you had that held you back. You know, right. you weren't good enough. Life should be fair. Right. You know, it was maybe, you know, growing up, you know, I wasn't good enough or exactly. why wasn't I enough for my dad to stick around or right. for doing what he did. And, Definitely. And we're not here to bag on his dad. No. We all make mistakes. And, you know, I know yeah. Travis loves his dad. And, you know, oh, yeah. that's not about that. But but it created those beliefs. Yes, it did. And led to the behaviors that you made. You yeah. like you say, you're almost just like this to the world. Yeah. Like I, I care was, anymore. yeah, yeah, <laughs> completely was like that. So tell us about some of the beliefs you have now that actually liberate you and set you free, kind of like the bumblebee. <sighs> There's so many. Yeah. So just talk about a couple of them or whatever you. So um, my my belief now is that I I am powerful beyond measure. If you know Todd and you've worked with them, that's that's one thing he will teach you um, <laughs> that you are a masterful creator and that you have all the power. And, mm -hmm. and I believe that because I I'm competitive for one, but I also don't like to think that something else has power over me. Like you know? heroin. And, and like, yeah. Like heroin mm -hmm. or any drug for that matter. Yeah. Um, I do feel like, you know, whatever you, like I always said in here, you know, belief, and choice are the two most powerful things in your arsenal. Right. And you you are your best ally and your worst enemy. Yeah. So to me, I, I didn't, I just wanted to believe that I was good and I am good mm -hmm. and that I can do anything. Yeah. And so I started changing that in me. Every single morning I would tell myself, I am powerful beyond measure. You know, I am successful. I am driven. And I just do it every single morning. Right. And I, and it, and it works. It yeah. works 100%. Like, so, there's nothing that can stop me. There's n nothing in this world that will stop me right. or ever change my mind. Now, listeners, when you hear this, you might think, oh, that sounds cute, what have you, but this is legit. Yes. So when Travis left here, and I don't know if you remember this, you I, you showed me your bank account. You had like 40 cents to his name. Yeah. You didn't have your driver's license, or did you? No, I did not. No driver's license, no really place to stay, no, no girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Nothing. The lowest of the low. I mean, he really had nothing other than this new belief system. But talk about, really, you had everything. I did. Yeah. It doesn't matter about those external yeah. things. Yeah. See, listeners, he had this belief now, which was going to blow up his world in a great way. That right? Nothing was going to stop me. Yeah. yeah. So when you left here, you started working where? At, it's called um, Kimball Property Maintenance. Okay. Um, at first, when I first went and interviewed, it was a month before I left Wasatch. And I, I interviewed with Drew and one of your good friends. Drew Toby. We're yeah. going to put the shout out to yeah. Drew Toby. <laughs> I'm not wearing pink today. but, but So here's my belief system. I, I knew where I was at in life, but I wasn't going to let that stop me. So I went in and I interviewed. And when I interviewed, I laid everything out to Drew. I told him, I'm a felon. I'm on probation. I don't have a driver's license, but I will be here if you give me a job, yeah. no matter what. Please hire me. Yeah, please hire me. <laughs> so he looked at me and he's like, he's like, well, how much longer are you at Wasatch? I said, about another month. He's like, come see me when you get out. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And he, he gave me a he gave me a and, shot. And do you mind if we tell the listeners how much you were making per hour at that no, time? No, no. At that, at that time, I was making 12 bucks an hour. Yeah. So yeah. I went from having 40 cents to at least making 12. Yeah, with no license, this yeah. and that. And so you've been there how long now at Kimball? Been there a little over, three, well, it'll be three years actually, 
this April. Wow. Yeah, three years. Wow. So tell us your position there now. I am a branch manager or area manager. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And tell us kind of your situation now. Like, tell us about where you're living and your, you know, about your girlfriend yeah. and that kind of. So I was able to find a wonderful, wonderful girl. I mean, she. It's nice to actually be with somebody that know that you know loves you, right? Like, unconditionally, and yeah. that's that's Kristen. Well, what's cool? Yeah, Kristen's yeah. awesome, by the way, and. Um, you were really open with her, yes, too. Yes. I'm I, a felon. <laughs> I have no job. No. I when I first met her, I did. No, I did. I laid everything out to her. I, I Please told date her, me. Yep, I told her everything about me. But you know what's cool about that? Correct me if I'm wrong. Here you are being an open book all of a sudden to yeah. Drew and people yeah. you're trying to get a job with. And now this girl you want to date. But it's. I think you were willing. Correct me if I'm wrong. You were open to doing that because you had this belief that you were good. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. It didn't matter. Yeah, I was, and and that's honesty too. Yeah. Because I I knew I knew without a doubt that I am okay. Yeah. Like I'm I'm worth I'm worth everything. Yeah. And yeah and and it, and it, my past wasn't gonna stop me. So. <laughs> that is so fast. Yeah. See, that's why I'm so passionate about belief systems. And it, yeah. I'm telling you, listeners, you change a belief, your behavior will change. Yeah. If you have a belief you're not good enough, your behavior will mirror it, and that's exactly yeah. how you were. Now he knows he's enough. He knows he is a masterful creator and he's yeah. powerful beyond measure. And then he can make a decision. Yes. And this is legit. And now look what you're doing. I know. You know? It is. It's incredible. Lives in a beautiful home. Yeah. Kristen's amazing. Kristen. Travis is amazing. I mean, it's really remarkable. It is. And I, and I sit there and think back where I was three years ago. And I was yeah. in Wasatch. You know, well, even three, three and a half years yeah. ago, you're in jail, jail. snorting <laughs> coffee. coffee grounds. Yeah. I mean, that's the lowest of lows. Yeah. Pretty bad. Like you were so desperate to get some kind yeah. of high. Oh, let's try that. Yeah. Everyone else, Everyone else doing is doing it. Everyone else is doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then he starts praying. Yeah. Finally, it, he's starting to go, you know what? I need to do something different. Yeah. You know? We, you come here, we meet, we talk about belief systems. You start changing these belief systems. See, he did it though. Yeah. I want to make the listeners clear that, you know, I, I guided him, helped him, pushed him a little bit, but it comes down to you, Travis, you, yeah. right? A hundred percent. Yeah. So if you could go back to your 16 year old self or even 13 year old self, what advice would you give yourself now? Knowing what you know now. Never give up. Okay. You know, um, believe in yourself and don't let anybody change that from you. Right. Um, accept failure because without failure, you can't succeed, I believe. Right. You need, you need to learn how to deal with life when it hits you. Right. And at 13, you don't really think like that. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> if, I, if I could go back and change, you know, and, and let yourself know that you... You are everything you need yeah. and more. Yeah. As long as you believe and have faith, I believe it will happen every yeah. time. I love that. That's beautiful. You know, I think most kids grow up thinking on some level something's wrong with them. Yeah. You know, and for you to go back to, to that and say, hey, never give yeah. up. Failure is going to happen. Yeah. But it's not really failure, it's right? It's not, no. Unless we give up. Yeah. And that's the thing, the, the, the pain that failure brings to me is, is your fuel to succeed. If you, if you can't take your failures and turn it into something positive, you need to start working on that. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, when, whenever I learned in here, whenever there was something I didn't want to do, I started telling myself, you know, I might not want to do this, but no matter what, I'm going to take something positive from this. No matter what. Right. And that goes for everything in my life. If there's something I don't want to do, because there will be. Yeah. But I tell myself, no matter what, I'm going to take something positive from this. That's awesome. And, and yeah. it works. I'll be honest with you, Travis. You you have one of the most powerful belief systems that I've ever seen. I mean that. Like, you would never know. Like, where. <laughs> that's yeah. why I say he's a walking miracle. Because if you knew where he was before to now, and the, how how quickly that transformation took place, yeah, it was fast. It's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I know I know Drew thinks the world of you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I heard from him constantly. He's the best worker we've ever had. Hardest working guy, always there early, yeah. up, ready to go, never complaining. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, this guy is legit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Grateful that I know you. Man. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. Well, well um, so I asked you to come with a challenge for our listeners, yeah. and uh, you said you were ready to rock and roll. So let's yeah. hear the challenge you'd like to give us all. So my, my challenge is for everybody to wake up, earlier than what you have been and and set your intent because that without that i mean you think about it without waking up and setting your tent i'm i mean i'm i'm talking about writing down what you want to accomplish what you how you feel about yourself that you are you are good nothing's wrong with you because without that intent in the morning the rest your right. life's just going to be crap yeah and i believe that you, you first thing when you wake up if you're if you're sitting there saying oh i hate mornings i don't want to get up you're going to feel like that all day, you know? So I, I challenge everybody to wake up and say something positive about yourself. Set your intent, and, and you guys will be amazed at what that will do for you throughout yeah. the day. What 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 typically is your intent? Do you do one the same every day, or do you mix it yeah, up? Yeah, mine, mine's, mine's kind of the same every day. I mean, oh, I should have brought my book in. But um, I, I wake up every morning, and I, I pray. And then after that, I sit down and I write down everything about myself that i'm going to accomplish mm -hmm. that i am and what i'm going to do right. every single day awesome. to better myself okay because without that you guys it's it's a lonely world <laughs> that's a great challenge everybody um something i do as well yeah. i set my intent every morning you know when i was first getting clean i would say i'd get up and I like to say this a lot. I pop out of bed like a piece of toast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I know Travis does too, yep. man. The guy was up as early as I was. Yep. and uh, But I would say I taught him grateful to be clean and sober. Oh, and yes. nothing and no one and no circumstance going to change my mind today. Yep. And it's as if the universe said yes. Yep. Um, you know, I really believe that uh, once we make a decision, the universe will conspire to make that happen yes right yes that's kind of what you've been yeah, doing 100 percent. yes yeah. love that yeah. challenge and i and i also want you guys to challenge yourself to push push your goals like i mean i know like whether whatever it is whether it's you know you eat too much junk food or you're not going to the gym you know just change one thing and then gradually start changing everything else because right. that's how i i had to do it love it you know love it it's a beautiful challenge, man. It is. Um, well, you know, this has been uh, an amazing story. There's there's even a lot more to it than that. Um, if people want to get to know you better or reach out to you, how would they, you know, what's your social media? I'm on Facebook. Okay. Um, Travis Lopez, you can find me. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I believe it's T Lopez. 
Um, and then also there's something I've been wanting to do for a while. I just never started, but I, I believe this, I'm going to either March or April kind of start this thing. I don't know what I'm going to name it yet. It kind of like hike for your life. Oh, okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to send it out on social media and I'm going to try and let people know if you want to come hiking, this is where I'm going to be, but I'm going to make it more than that. I kind of want to make it like, like how we're doing, like, you know, right. like help people push themselves, help, you know, right. give back is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. Cool. You know, because I know there's, there's a lot of people out there that, and I don't want it just to be with recovery. I want it to be all walks of life. Yeah. You know, and I do, I need, I need to start giving back more. I don't believe I'm doing that enough. And so I want to start this and, and maybe help people get out of their house, get out of their rut and right. at least just go hike somewhere. Go do something. Cause that, that helped me a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean you do I, a yeah, lot of hiking. I'm a, yeah, yeah. avid hiker, and, and yeah. there's no better medicine, really, you yeah. know, to be able to push yourself. And I'm going to start out with small hikes at first, you know, right. just depending on what the group is, and then just gradually move and try and hike everywhere around the Wasatch, right. you know, even in Provo. Right. And then if it gets big, we'll go to Moab or Bryce Canyon, you know. It just it just depends how, how cool. it goes. So. Okay, well, listeners, uh, pay attention to Travis Lopez. Check him out on social media follow him uh look forward to seeing what he's going to put together with this and uh truly an inspiration um i'm a better person for knowing this guy he makes me want to be better um i just want you to know man i love you and uh i'm I'm a better person because i know you i really mean that um and i can just feel your energy just sitting here this is (laughs) this is awesome but uh thanks for being on the podcast thank you for Uh, the todd sylvester inspires belief cast uh, as you can tell, how powerful beliefs truly are, um, both negative and positive. Yes. Uh, but here we are looking at uh, Travis now, and he's he's amazing. So thanks for being on. Thank you. Yeah, you're amazing, dude. Thanks so Enjoyed much. Enjoyed it. Right on, brother.